What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 20th episode of Call to the Bullpen, presented by Capital Sports Media Network. From high school to the pros, CSMN is the capital region's home for everything sports. We're your co-hosts, David Payne and Brad Zampar. And for the 20th time, let's play ball. We're doing something a little different today. We got a couple of people joining us. This is our last episode before the trade deadline. So we've got Zach Kronk and Brandon Laramack here in the chat. That is a Rays fan and a Dodgers fan. We got Trevor Niffin joining us later to represent the Yankees and Jimmy Miller coming to represent the Mets. To talk about what they think and want their teams to do at the deadline. Zach, we got to start with you because your team already got busy on the deadline moves. Nelly Cruz was the first one, made a, a bit immediate impact with a home run. You texted me that it was an uncharacteristic move. What are your thoughts on that? Getting Nelson Cruz, that's the biggest trade that I've seen since I became a fan in 08. And I'll tell you why. Never in a starting nine of a Tampa Bay Ray has there been a guy who's continually been able to produce 40 home runs, 100 RBIs. You could argue maybe Carlos Pena, but that wasn't a trade. We He came up from our system. So, I mean, this is huge for us. But if we want to make a playoff run, if we want to, you know, maybe beat the Astros, beat the Red Sox, um, we got to go out. We got to get a starting pitcher. I mean, with Glasnow out, you know, we, we have two, three guys and then the rest are bullpen. And, and, you know, and you're in a, Rich Hill, too. You just got rid of a starting pitcher. Yeah, that's – I mean, he's he's been okay for us. But, I mean, I think that the – I think the bullpen will be able to fill, fill that role. But in a seven-game series, you can't be throwing these bullpen guys every single game. Uh, I, I do have to disappoint you real quick and let you know that Carlos Pena did not come up through the race system. Uh, you, uh, I'm assuming you've seen Moneyball, right? <laughs> Carlos Pena's replacement, uh, Scott Hatterberg, replaces there in Oakland. He was drafted by the Rangers. He made his debut with the Rangers in 2001. But, well, but, but the, the point is, it's not a car- not not a typical guy for the Rays, and especially making that kind of splash on the trade market. He, he I mean, Nelson Cruz, the best power bat available, straight up. Like there's no yeah. better, no, no one's going to get a better power bat this deadline than Nelson Cruz. And the Rays are not typically that big name, like star power kind of team. You're typically a fly under the radar with our, our guys that we developed. So that, that signals that like, you're really going for it. Like you got a taste of it last year, right? You were, you were what a game away, right? Just a little taste. Yeah, a little taste. Oh, enough. Enough out of you. <laughs> That's right. We got a, a World Series matchup in here from last year. What do you think? You you guys on the way back again? Oh, of course. Um, I think the Dodgers are the most favorite team to win the World Series and to repeat as champions, but they have to fix a few things before they get there and get past the Giants as well. You don't want to have a matchup in a wild card game against the Giants or even the Padres. And what the Dodgers need to do is go out and find another starting pitcher because Dustin May went out for the year. Uh, Trevor Bauer is probably sidelined and gone for the year and probably not coming back as of right now. So I think uh, a big splash 
Dodgers are always down for big splashes. There's been years where they got Manny Ramirez, Hanley Ramirez. They've made these big splashes before Agon. If they go out and get Max Scherzer, it will completely put them on the route to be repeat as champions. But that's a big that's a big deal. He does he's he is on contract for uh, another year, I believe. And if they don't want to go for a big splash, there's a lot of guys who are under the radar that Andrew Friedman would like to go and put some work in on. And I think you could see the Dodgers go for some under the radar guys like Herman Mar- uh, Marquez or even maybe a Kyle Hendricks, which is a rarely clutch pitcher to pick up. So I think the Dodgers' number one priority is getting another starting pitcher to have that depth because I don't think David Price is going to be it for right now. I don't even think he can go for five innings. Now, I, I seem to be raining on a lot of parades today. Uh, Max Scherzer was supposed to start today. He just got uh, – he's not starting today anymore. He had forearm – or tricep discomfort, tricep tightness. Uh, they think he's going to avoid the DL, uh, but that could possibly hold up any trade scenarios involving Max Scherzer, which sucks because when I was writing down possible trade targets for each of your teams here, uh, he was the number one trade target I had for the Dodgers. I think that he would fit perfectly there. He's that pedigree uh, of Kershaw, a Hall of Famer, legend, would fit in. He's got World Series experience just la- uh, in 2019. Uh, I think he would fit great on that team. But another uh, another move I think you guys need to make is a closer. I know you have Kenley, but another strong back-end bullpen arm. And for that, I'm going to say Craig Kimbrell could be a Dodger within the next week. I agree. I think a big blockbuster trade that can happen and possibly somehow the Dodgers pull off because they always pull off these random big blockbuster trades is being able to get Kimbrell, Hendricks, and Chris Bryant all in a package deal. And we have the prospects, and that could solidify the Dodgers' offense, a need for another right-hand bat behind Justin Turner, as well as help with Kenley. Because let's be honest, Kenley has been doing great this year, but when it comes to the playoffs, we don't trust them. As you saw last year during the World Series, we had Urias and we had Blake Trinan really coming in clutch and picking up the slack that Kenley didn't have. Picking up that starter and Kyle Hendricks can help solidify the starting rotation. And like I said, Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell, big pickups if that's happening. I think another guy that's flying under the radar that the Dodgers could target is Charlie Morton of the Atlanta Braves. No. And I think that <laughs> you don't get Charlie Morton. Too. You don't have no. Charlie Morton anymore either. So no. it doesn't matter. You're getting th- bounced in the divisional. Uh, you <laughs> tripping. <laughs> Brad, what do you think? Any match there between the Cubs and the Dodgers? Yeah, I think there could definitely be a match there. Uh, I think another arm bullpen arm that they could target would to offset their big, like they have big power righty bullpen. I think they could go and get like a Brad hand. I think that he, he'd fit really well into that bullpen. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. And I think, you know, if, if you guys didn't lose Bauer, maybe you're not so heavy on like the go and get a starting pitcher right now and you could focus on other areas. But like like you said, David Price is, you know, five years ago, you're, you're jumping on having David Price in your rotation. But he, when was the last time he was consistently in a pitching rotation? 2018 with the World Series yeah. squad, but yeah. Yeah, he, he was just a throw into the Mookie Betts trade. Yeah. He just took on his contract, basically. Um, yeah, and losing Dustin May was really big as well. I think mm-hmm. that affected us a little more than even losing Trevor Bauer, to be quite honest, because you could plug in Dustin May to be a long reliever in any of those playoff games as well, and he's going to be a guy that gives you five to six innings consistently during the season. So, Brandon, you did a blog that was four four keys, right, for the Dodgers to repeat. 
Correct. So that's, that's over at capitalsportsmn.com. Go check that out if you haven't already. But Zach, what are the keys for the Rays to repeat as AL champions? You are behind in the division to the Red Sox right now. Uh, you, you just made a power move. What are the next steps? I'm telling you, we need starting pitching. We have the relievers. You know, we went, we gave Adamez up. We got relievers from Milwaukee. They've done a great job. We got Castillo. We got really good eight, nine inning guys. We need to continue to score runs. But if we want to make a World Series team, it's it's pitching wins championships. That's how it is. That's always how it's going to be. Yeah, and we you guys, you guys seem like you can just go and like grab any random pitcher and turn him into a Cy Young candidate. So it's not even like you you have to be too picky here and go get one of like the big names. Like yeah, you just got your big name in Nelson Cruz. So maybe. Well, well, unlike Brandon, unlike Brandon's team, the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, the Tampa Bay Rays don't lose trades. Whoever we get, we're going to make them. Uh, that's always them that's always my assumption is that if the Rays make a trade, the Rays probably won that trade. I I have a hard time with the Rich Hill trade. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Just yeah. Even, even what the point was there. I, any of you guys like have like because you got Tommy Hunter back who probably won't come off the IL this season. So that's just dead weight. So like you essentially traded rich Hill for that, the minor league catcher there who wasn't a top 30 prospect for the Mets. And he's, he's batting around two, I, I not fact check, but I think two twenty in uh, double like, a or whatever. Big league teams aren't looking at like top prospect rankings when they're, they're making decisions on the trades. They're not just like, Oh, I want your number seven prospect. Like they trust their own scouting more than anything. But that one confuses me. I just don't see necessarily even like the point of making that trade. It, it, even even money wise, you guys saved like seven hundred thousand dollars on that trade. Like you didn't even save that much money. Hey, so, that's a lot of money for the race. That's true. They're pull payroll. Going back on his statement, it seems like that's an L of a trade if you ask me. Grow up. That's that's <laughs> a, I'm, win I'm, trades. I'm feeling like maybe that's the first L I've ever seen the race take in a trade. But, oh. but also like they traded Blake Snell last off season. Watch like okay, and Blake and he misses Tampa. He misses Tampa this year. He did. He did have a a little uh, emotional sappy piece in like the Players Tribune or something or the Athletic about how he he missed Tampa. Let me put it to you this way: when you leave the Tampa Bay Rays and you leave Mm -hmm. Schneider, the pitching coach, you you decline. Look at look at Matt Moore. Look at David Price. Look at Blake Snell. You leave Schneider, you're done. You're done. Has has he been there all those years? Yes, he's the GOAT. This, there's like, as far as like the hierarchy of like player development. Look at even Chris goes, Archer. Look at Chris Archer. Like Garza, are like Shields, are top Kazmir. For, for player development. Like you guys could take, and you guys could take me and turn me into a, a 15 win guy in the big leagues. Like you, that's what makes you guys stand out so much and why you, you get to the World Series with a $20 million payroll. Now, we don't have anybody else from any of the other teams in the chat yet. So, Zach, I, you have been dying to talk about a bunch of things with us, huh? What do you what do you what are you looking to talk about here, man? Let's let's really get into it. This is this is a terrible take, according to everybody's eyes in the baseball. I love the extra inning guy starts on second base. I think it's awesome. Now. You're going to say, oh, it's, it might not be good for baseball. Like, we want to see home runs. We want to see this. We want to see that. But if you're really a fan of baseball, I love 
sitting back and watching the decisions that potentially are, you know what, there's a lefty up. Are we going to trust him to pull a baseball on the right side? Maybe it gets through the hole. Maybe he does a job. Or are we going to bunt him over, get a sacrifice fly? Or is he going to strike out? We have to move him over. We don't trust him to pull a baseball. I think it's, I think it makes the game way more fun. I think when I'm sitting here and I'm telling, you know, Kevin Cash to bunt the baseball and then Randy Rosarina goes yard. I think it's just like, I think it's awesome. I think it's like very interactive and, you know, sometimes I catch my L's, but a lot of the times, you know, all right. right. And Let's go around the square here with our thoughts. Brandon, what do you think about that? Well, I think it makes sense coming from the Rays because sometimes they win ball games when they have runners on and the other team makes an error. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm not a very big fan. I think you have to earn every win. And I don't like that the runner starts on second base. It's like a both little guys gimme. guys got to earn it with the, in the same spot. You're I know, but I'd rather base. you earn it all the way. The pitcher, I feel bad for pitchers taking an L, but they don't get a W. If you know, It doesn't make sense to me that they take an L for letting a runner get on second and getting two outs and get the runner score somehow when they've never even put that runner on. I think you got to earn it. You want to get on base, get on base. When you start getting into the stats of it, it gets messy. Like with giving earned runs for that runner and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that's like one way to look at it. Here's how, here's what I think. Zach. And I think that you, you think I'm going to like really argue with you and say, I hate it so much. And this and that, I think I have a more level-headed approach than that. And uh, from what I've watched it, like, I don't know. I, it's a little fun, I guess. Like, I don't, I'm not like, so, so against it. Here's the reason I'm against it. It's meant to shorten the game. Every single baseball game I go to, I'm, begging for extra innings. I never want a baseball game to end. I never want a baseball game to be shorter. I love 20 inning games. I would love to be at a 20 inning game. I would sit through all 20 innings at a 20 inning game. So a rule that's made less extra innings, right? Cause it, it has, it's worked, right? Like most games end in the 10th inning. Now we don't get 11, 12. What's our longest game this year? 14, maybe. 14 or 15. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I love that. I love 14 inning games. I love 15 inning games. As long as I'm not on the field getting all tired out. If I could sit back in the stands and I can, and I can watch free baseball, like that, that's why I dislike it. I don't like anything that's going to shorten the game. I don't think the game needs to be shortened. I will sit there for, for 12 hours and watch a baseball game. So that's, now, that's I don't like it. I also believe that the games have only been shortened by what, two to five minutes. Yes. Yeah, adding this rule. It's not short. even. It's an ad break. <laughs> like, let me uh, let me ask you guys a question, and this is a genuine question. Why do you think teams – so the Rays are playing the Red Sox, okay? Mm-hmm. It's the top of the 10th inning. Boom, boom, boom. We get the Red Sox out, okay? So it's the bottom of the 10th inning, guy on second base. A lot of the second – the extra inning games that I've watched, I'm not seeing a lot of trying to move the runner over. I'm seeing a lot of – fly balls to left field strikeouts and then there's still a guy on second with two outs like why why do you think they're not giving themselves two opportunities to score a run could do it with a hard ground ball through the uh, through the infield in or you could hit a sacrifice fly or you could get a base hit I mean I just feel like it's a no-brainer bottom of the 10th tie game runner on second bunt them over I I just I don't get it I know they're not getting paid to do that but don't you want to win as many baseball games as you can? Start, start us off with that one, Brad. 
Yeah, I think it's a combination of the game going away from bunting as a whole. I mean, obviously, if I was a manager, I'd be having the guy bunt. I don't care if it's my three-hitter, he's the MVP right now. But I'd be having a bunt in that situation. But I guess guys are just – I guess it's – way to say it is the game is a bit more focused on individual stats more now, I guess. Like, guys aren't really pulling for team effort in those games. They want to hit the walk-offs. They want to hit the – two-run double or the walk-off double that'll clinch it. It's not really a team sport when it comes to those extra inning games now. Which is why I think the Rays are so good because there's no superstar guy and they're all willing to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's why I think it is. And that's because in that extra inning, like you can assume most of the time that run is coming across, right? So you're going to push that run across. The other team's going to push that run across. Now you're both back at tide. Two runs is what you need. In the top of the 10th, you need to score two runs. No, and no, no, I'm saying... You need six you, runs if you're the Dodgers. Because Kenley saying can't you, close it. One, two, three, the top of the 10th. You're the bottom of the 10th. It seems like a no-brainer push to first base. Oh, that, uh, bottom, to third. bottom, if yep. the other team doesn't score... That's what I'm saying. Bottom yes. of, oh, absolutely. It's a, absolutely bunt them over. Ten, 10 out of 10 times. But I'm seeing a lot of games where that's not happening. How much do you think these guys are practicing bunting now, though? Like, how many times do you think Bryce Harper's dropping down a bunt in in practice? Just the NL pitchers, to be honest. If you want to win 100 games, that's the little things that you have to do, right? You're right. You're right. But uh, I guess it goes back to what Brad said, that they're so moving away from that. that, They're not sending Bryce Harper out there for bunt practice, or they're not sending Manny Machado out there to practice bunting. Well, that's that's due to the fact that he's going to walk to first base. Manny Machado the bomb. <laughs> I think we're in an era where <laughs> batters are having a lack of execution. There's less and less bunts, obviously, and there's going to be less bunts next year when there's full DH in both leagues. And even if there was execution, moving that runner over with a hard ground ball to the opposite side of the field, bunting, it's not happening because players are hitting at all-time low anyways. Contact is at almost an all-time low. It's almost dead ball era this season and how the hitters are hitting and they're not executing. They're not moving the runners over. They're not even hitting fly balls to move the runners over. Everybody's trying to hit that home run, hit into the gap, get their slugging percentage up, and or they're just walking too much as well. There's a big lack of execution and guys moving guys over to get that other guy up and try to score that next run with one out, two outs. Yeah, it's... Uh, it feels like a no-brainer there. You bunt, you get the guy in. Uh, but I, I guess we're not the major league coaches or managers, so maybe they know something that we don't. But from from the outside watching, it's it's kind of hard to think anything other than get that guy to third. Maybe defensive shifts have a play in it, and, and they're playing for the bunt on the first batter of that inning, so you're not confident that you're going to get, you know, get the bunt down and get the guy to third. Maybe you think mm-hmm. you just throw the guy out at third. How does the rule work with the runner on second? Who is the runner on second? Last out. Is it last the last out? Yeah, it's last a last out. out. But, but you can you can also sub for that runner with someone on the bench. Yeah. Yes. Tony Larusa learned that after. Tony Larusa didn't know that. That's what that I, I thought that was what he didn't know. I guess yeah. Dave Roberts didn't either because Pools was on second the other day. <laughs> you guys have people left on the bench. He did score though. <laughs> on a single, he's got zero speed in the show. I believe it. <laughs> have you seen that man run lately? That's kind of impressive. Though. I don't know. He might have like a ten now. He he got the extra giddy up once he got to the Dodgers. Yeah, well, he got an extra giddy up and everything when he got to the Dodgers. He's been one of the league's best hitters since he got to the Dodgers. 
I like that. Exactly. How do you feel about that, Kronk? I love Albert Pujols, uh-huh. and I thought what the Angels did was terrible to him, and I'm actually happy that you grabbed him. That's he why did, he's a he they're trash deserve, organization. He did not deserve to go out like that, and they, the Angels, they can burn. They have two of the best players, and they haven't made the playoffs in how many years? I don't even want to waste my time talking about the Angels. They are the worst organization I've ever seen. Did you, see, did you see the minor league stuff from the Angels players that came out this week where they were they were saying how they, they've got like seven guys in a house together. Some are sleeping on bathroom floors because they're they're being asked to put all their money into housing. All their paychecks are going to housing. You got players in the minor leagues directly calling the owner, Artie Moreno, out by name. Like it's like pure chaos over there in the minor leagues for the Angels right now. It's like a whole bad look on the organization. I feel like the, the California teams outside of the Dodgers and well, even the Dodgers with their, the Bauer situation. It's oh, not on them. <laughs> oh, they, their, their handling of it initially was not great. They could have handled that better. Dave Roberts could have handled that better initially with the whole, it's out Dave of Roberts is just a puppet. <laughs> well, what do you, what do you think of Dave Roberts as the manager there? He, I think he's the, probably the best players manager in all of baseball, but he's not the best baseball manager. He's probably, bottom five baseball managers in terms of managing the actual game. Mm-hmm. But, but so, guys, guys like playing for him. Oh, guys love playing for him. Right. That's why I think it works for the Dodgers because of the type of team that they have, the type of players they have. They don't have any, like you would think like a superstar, like Mookie Betts would act a certain way, but no, they just all are hungry to win and they're all very unselfish in terms of how they played. Not when they have Machado there, but you know, that's Machado on his own. But Machado's a good fit for San Diego and what they got going on down there. I don't think he was a good fit for the Dodgers. But other than that, most of the Dodgers in the last few years have been like, like there's a certain kind of chemistry and atmosphere playing for the Dodgers. And that's why they probably shipped out Puig as well. Oh, big part of it too is that a lot of those guys came up together through the Dodgers system. Yeah, they all got dumped by other teams, but we buy our players, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I wish Trevor was here right now to talk managers while we were talking about Dave Roberts there because I, but but we'll we'll talk Aaron oh, him and Boone. We'll talk Aaron Boone without Trevor here. Yeah, well we'll just talk Aaron Boone. The Yankees are never going to win a World Series with Aaron Boone as the manager. Zach, you you watch Yankees games, I assume you're always talking to me about the Yankees, so you you watch the games, right? Yeah, 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 I do. Well, uh, I cannot – I every game I watch, I, I can't believe he doesn't get fired after the game. Every single game, I'm like, oh, that's going to be the last straw, right? That's the last straw. And like a week later, I'm like, that's the last straw, and it's never it never is. I've never seen – when healthy, I've never seen such an all-star lineup be so flat and lifeless. And Aaron Boone – I sometimes I just think I know I'm 22. I played D3 baseball sick. Oh, he's here. I'm, si- the I'm sitting here thinking. I'm sitting here thinking. How do you leave? How do you leave this pitcher in in this situation? Biggest game on the line against the Red Sox, and you leave in some scrubs. I mean, they just they he does the craziest things. He he has no heart. He doesn't fight for his team. And the one thing that made me want him to get sent to the moon is I forget the exact situation, but he doesn't go out and argues for his team. He lets his bench coach or his third base coach 
who had a, something in his stomach because he had COVID so bad. He's out there arguing, and Aaron Boone is sitting on his thumb. I mean, if you're good, if you want your team to play for you, show some heart. Show show something. I would have got tossed just to let them know that I'm that I care. And he's sitting there sucking his thumb. A couple years ago, he did that with the savages in the box thing. Like that was baller. That was a manager showing out for his team there. And there's not that he's not the same guy. There's not that same fire there. Somebody, somebody higher up has them, has their hand up his butt doing the analytics stuff or something because they are not playing baseball. They are there. I I can't, I'm getting, I'm getting nauseous. Trevor Niffin just hopped in the chat now. Uh, start spreading the news. Co-host, can you tell who we're talking about? Yeah, I came in here and Crocs talking about my guys. <laughs> wearing a Rays jersey. And he, wearing a Rays polo and he wants to talk about my guys. <laughs> where, where are you on, on Aaron Boone these days? Because I'll, I'll tell you where I am. I was just telling them that my family's all Yankees fans, right? So the Yankees games are on in my house more than an Orioles game ever is. The Yankee game's always on the TV. And every time I watch a Yankees game, I can't believe he doesn't get fired after the game. Where are you at with Boone? So, yeah, so when Kyle and I went to the Angels game, they announced the team, whatever. First person they announced is Boone. I was booing the, sh- the absolute crap out of that, man. He probably I thought you were just saying Boone. I hope – no, it was it was, it was was an audible booze. I hate Aaron Boone. I can't stand him. Yeah, I, I – Like, it's that team. simple for me. I can't see this team ever going to a World Series with him. And it's, it's sad to me when – Greg Allen is more exciting than Giancarlo Stanton. But also shout out Greg Allen because that man has balled out since putting on a Yankee uniform. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, no, I don't think Boone has what it takes to lead the Yankees to a World Series. And, like, everyone will always say, like, he got a job because he did one thing, you know, almost 20 years ago. Um, But I I don't know. He's not the right guy for this job. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I know the right guy for this job, like, right now. I just can't imagine that the right guy for the job is somebody who's a first time manager. When you have a team, David, yeah, you know who the right manager is? Who is it? Fellow Orioles manager. Uh, I think Bucks Bombers should should be the team next year. Bucks should be his team. That'd be great merchandise, too. I've been calling for Buck to be the interim manager for like six weeks. Yeah, that's I, the absolute I, right move. That's I started absolute... tweeting some some Bucks Bombers stuff a little while ago. I think one that's a great merchandising opportunity. If that happens and Buck Show Walters hired as the Yankees manager, we have to put out Bucks Bombers merch. Uh, we'll, we'll have isn't to... he also working for Yes? I think he's working for Yes right now. Yeah, he is. He's, yeah, an, yeah, analyst yeah, yeah. he's an analyst there. Seems like a perfect fit. It is. It's a perfect fit there. When you have a team of veteran players that's ready to win a World (laughs) Series now, a first-time manager is not the answer. You need someone who's been there. Uh, Buck has not won. Has he? Has he won a World Series? No, he came in. No, he. uh, Tory took over him for him in '96. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first year they won it, in like '96, '98, '99, 2000. He wasn't the manager for – they were bad, actually. Like, he took over in 90, 92, I think, with um, Gene Michael when he became their GM. So, he was only there for, like, three years. He, he should have been a World Series champion in 2014. Manny Machado didn't flip on first. Oh, wow. And, uh, 
and Chris Davis didn't get popped for using uh, a prescription for his his condition. Uh, if he didn't get suspended for taking his medication, uh, he would have been a World Series champ then. I, I think Buck's the right move. I think that uh, I was advocating a couple off seasons ago for uh, Marcus Thames. I think that the way that they've hit this year, that ship has kind of sailed on any managing job in the, the near future for him. Uh, but I, I would love to see Buck there. Uh, but now that you're here, let's talk trade deadline. Every, every name is linked to the Yankees, right? The one, of course, one Yankees is. on Twitter will <laughs> say that they're going to get Mike Trout and Shohei Otani for Clint oh, Frazier. Don't forget um, about Mookie yeah. Betts for Clint Frazier and popcorn. Uh, you can get just you can get uh, Jesus Christ himself for. Uh, <laughs> let's let's be real here though. Like like here's the names I wrote down: Jose Barrios and Joey Gallo. Who? What, what do you think of those two, and who are you looking for them to get? I think Barrios would be, like, the, the one I would rather have. I mean, I know they play two different positions. I just think Gallo is a left-handed Giancarlo Stan at this point. I mean, he's just a walking strikeout. Um, so, for me, I think I would rather go with Barrios in that stance. Um, you know, a young pitcher. I think he still has two years of control. Am I wrong? Do you have any idea? Uh, yeah, he does. He has two years of control. Um, like I said, young starting pitcher, electric stuff. Who could was, probably benefit from a change of scenery. Oh, 100%. I don't think Minnesota is the place for a superstar pitcher to be. Or yeah, a young Brad has said on, pitcher. on the show before that Brad said that he's he has some of the best stuff in the league and he's just not on the right team to for that to, to come to, you know, to full potential. But may, maybe the Yankees is that team for him. Yeah, I mean, you just you always think about like the bright lights for a young guy like that, though. You know, cool. Sonny Gray kind of was in that same situation where he came in young guy, um, hadn't really been proven other than, you know, one year and kind of faltered under the New York lights, in my opinion, or not. In AJ Burnett, too. AJ Burnett. Well, here's no, Burnett. I mean, Burnett thrived off of New York. He played he well yeah. going out to New York in pitching in New York every day. Here's what I th- I think about like the spotlight and Barrios is that in Minnesota, like he's the guy, he's the ace there, right? Like all the pressures on him win every five days in New York. He's the three, four. No, like, he'd be our two. Yeah. He'd, he'd be he's not two. better than Tyo. Well, he's better than Tyo well, what, when is, when is Seve coming? Cause he's not better than Seve. Uh, I think there's a case to be made that he's better than Seve. Well, okay, just cause yeah. Seve. Hasn't pitched in, in a while. I think that in the it, but the point is he Garrett Cole's there. He doesn't have to be the ace. He right, yeah. He he can he doesn't even have to be the two with Sevy there. There's not that pressure on his shoulders to to be an ace. He just has to be a good pitcher. The way that Marcus Stroman didn't really thrive the way he could in Toronto because all that pressure was on Marcus Stroman to be the ace. Get to New York. You got Jacob Degrom. You got a strong rotation there, and he's really settled in and found himself as like a really solid two-three starter. Which maybe Barrios isn't isn't an ace. Maybe he needs to be there in a lower pressure situation. I know it's New York, and I know the spotlight. And I know some people can't handle New York, um, and and you could say the same for Sonny Gray. Oh, he he had to be the ace over in Oakland, uh, and then he came to a lower pressure situation in New York there. Uh, and he didn't thrive, but I, I think that that's a good arm for you guys to get. That's not going to cost as much as some of the other ones. 
I also think, like, I know I t- said Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray, I think, would have been better with the Yankees now because of who they have, like, as their pitching coach. I think Matt Blake is yeah. way ahead of where Larry Rothschild ever was. Straight up not good. Larry Rothschild, like, I remember they were on – he was on R2C2, and he was like, you dude, I love Larry, but, like, they just didn't have – like the Rapsodo stuff that he could have had. And I think Sonny could be like a trade possibility because I think the Central's just way out of – like I'm not saying for the Yankees, I don't think he should go back to New York, but like for a team that needs a starter, like Sonny could be that guy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's been a, a trade deadline target in the past and, and he reinvented himself and he definitely could be again. Uh, who are you looking for the Yankees to go get? Because uh, you, you're looking to add a bat, and if it's not Joey Gallo, then who? Uh, Marte? I mean, the easy answer is Trevor Story. Yeah. Um, yep. I could – I mean, I'll say that. I could use Cattell Marte. Really good. Um, he's a center fielder, can also play second base if you need it, um, can run, can hit. Um, but I'm going to – I think I have to stick with Story. I think – um, Glaber's just not comfortable at shortstop. Um, and if they're willing to put Giancarlo in left field and move Voigt to the DH, then, um, I think that's the move they have to go with is going to get story. Um, again, involve someone me. you can sign, would you say? You could even trade Voigt in that, in that scenario. Oh, uh, do, don't. I know don't, you don't, don't want to. I know don't. you don't want to, but. No. You probably bring, bring back a serviceable starter. Yeah, exactly. That that maybe that's how you get your starting pitcher. Then is is you hang Luke Voigt out there as trade bait because you can now put DJ at first base. Voigt with a prospect. You mean like including him in the Rockies deal? No, I mean like including him in a different deal to go get a starter. Now that you could put DJ at first. Can you can add in John Gray in that story deal? Or, or Marquez? Or Marquez? I don't think I they think go, I, I mean. No, Marquez, I think, is more of a long shot. Yeah, I mean, because I know Gray, he's Gray is a Gray's a free agent, so he'd be more likely to be moved, I think. Yeah, Marquez also was an all-star this year, and I don't know if they would dangle him out there for just Luke Voigt. I think they would want more than just – I mean, yeah, Voigt I, in Colorado would be electric. Yep. He's also Luke Voigt's not the kind of not the kind of guy that the Rockies need. Uh, I think that the Rockies are are not within six years of being able to win the NL West. So, like, what's Luke Voigt like? Twenty eight. You're not really you're not really looking for like a late twenties guy. Like, you're looking to take a flyer on some prospects if them because you're not competing with Voigt's thirty. Thirty. You're not. You're not looking for a thirty-year-old if you're the Rockies. You're looking for guys who are going to be able to compete in six years when Machado, Tatis, Mookie are all on the back end of their deals, uh, and maybe you could build a, a powerhouse by the time this current Dodgers and Padres powerhouse filters out. Yeah, but the back end of their their back end of their contracts is like 2028, 2029. Yeah. yeah. Like with all these minor leaguers ready to come up <laughs> that are not playing. Right. Oh, you exactly. guys have you guys have freaking Kiebert Ruiz sitting in the minor league catcher. <laughs> Almost well, hit four home runs well, last night. <laughs> well, you have a top three catcher in baseball. Like Will Smith came out of nowhere. Most underrated never, catcher in baseball. He was Probably never the best hitting catcher in as a prospect, and all of a sudden he, he's legitimately a top three catcher in baseball. He's. Oh, fat. I want to get I want to get your opinion on I want to get your opinion on my boy JoJo Gray the other night. 
oh, he looked great. There's a couple yeah. of mistakes that he had, but other than that, seven strikeouts in your debut. And what I think he only pitched five innings, four yeah. innings. No, that's yeah. that's my guy. I love Jojo. Yeah, so he could possibly be a guy who steps up and the Dodgers don't have to go out and get a yeah. starter. He starts again on Sunday, so we'll see. Well, he actually gets a start on Sunday because he didn't come in until the second inning the other day, second or third inning. So oh, we'll yeah, I know. I picked him up in uh, our CS Mid Fantasy League so I could beat Brad this week because Brad's like 13 and 1. I, hey, that I one loss haven't is, lost in three months. That one loss is to me. I'd like to say that. <laughs> I'm yeah, 10 and 4. Trevor, I, I hopped you in the standings, actually. I jumped right over you. I just got he'll, he'll jump on right now. Wasn't starting tonight, but that's not great. I, I got a great, I got a great week lined up here where I got Shohei. What do you uh, mean, Dave? You're eight and six. I'm ten and four. Oh, really? Who did I jump over then? Kyle. Oh, I jumped over Kyle. Never mind. I, I sometimes like you know, like you're you're starting whoever starts for you at the beginning of the week, like your pitchers, like they're gonna go twice for you that week. Yeah, I got a really lucky week this week where I have show or Shohei pitched twice for me. Gosman's going to pitch twice for me and uh, Lance Lynn's going to pitch twice for me. So if I take an L this week, uh, which I'm actually down 40 points to Russell, who is in dead last, uh, <laughs> that'll be really upsetting. Oh, he's not dead last. Sorry. He's in seventh out of 10 and he has the same record as the team in dead last. Kyle's here. Kyle did make it. Kyle, you, we're we're just on. Well, we were just talking about uh, fantasy and how I jumped you in the standings, uh, but we were just talking about Yankees Yankees trade targets. We we kind of wrote off Joey Gallo. Uh, we think Jose Barrios is a good fit for the rotation. What do you think about Barrios? Yeah, Barrios would be a great addition at this point. I think any player that's not a New York Yankee would be a good addition. Um, anyone to add right, anyone to add right now, uh, would be a positive thing. And obviously the Yankees can use more pitching at the end of the day, man. Like, like I said, we just want to see some new guys in pinstripes because, uh, can't keep watching this. Can't do it. It's not good when the Yankees guys say, get all the Yankee guys out. <laughs> and the, the bat that we settled on, uh, that, that Trevor really likes, uh, is Trevor story. Uh, we, we decided Gallo, uh, is too, too much of a strikeout guy. Left-handed Giancarlo Stanton is what Trevor called him. Uh, who is your ideal bat to add? Is it Story? Is it an outfielder? Is it Marte? Uh, who, if you could have one bat, who are you taking? Well, it, honestly, if we get one bat, it, it wouldn't be enough, David. But, um, you know, I would personally like Marte. I think an outfielder would be um, great for us. Marte or Joey Gallo is my guy. I, I'm not going to say Trevor Story. Um, only because, you know, I am a big believer in Glaber and he did have a great postseason last year. And I think, you know, you can win a World Series with Glaber Torres as your shortstop. Um, but whoa, 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 whoa. You are not a Glaber believer. <laughs> Trevor, I listen, man. I, you wanted I'm, Aaron Hicks hitting third over him. Only, only because of the lefty-righty, man. It had nothing oh to do my with God. Glaber Torres. Listen, I, I – uh, Hate this. Anyway, David, I, I think Cattell Marte would be a great addition. Joey Gallo would be a great addition. Honestly, I would like both guys. You need both guys. Um, Brandon, man, I, you're, you're dying right now. What's going on? All this Yankee talk makes me laugh. It's it's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, my answer is one guy's not enough. Like You got to go get like five all-stars no. here. Make something happen. Five all-stars? Hey, sounds like the Yankee way, right? Every all-star is up for grabs. <laughs> Now we, we've talked about 
uh, all the other teams, but Brad, we have not talked uh, Orioles yet, and our trade deadline plans have completely fallen apart. We had uh, we signed Matt Harvey, hoping that he would do something and we could flip him. That's not going to happen. Anthony oh. Santander cannot stay hurt. That's not going to happen. He's probably not going to get moved unless we sell real low on him. We don't have to because we have him for another two years. Yep. Anything? Are we going to do anything? I mean, I guess there's a case to be made that there's obviously two players who could legitimately help a major league roster right now, and that's John Means and Trey Mancini. Don't say it. Don't, I, I don't even want, it's, I don't want to think about it. It hurts to say, but those are the those are probably the only two that can help a major league roster right now. Outside of maybe a Ramon Urias resurgence, whatever this thing is that he's been on, because he's hitting like 400 in his last like 21 games. If we trade Trey Mancini, I'm going to burn down the warehouse at Camden Yards. What about Cedric? You Mullen? wouldn't be alone. If we trade Cedric, Cedric is still, alone, he's like, no, he's 26. Send, ship off Cedric if we get the right return. But I'm, if I'm you not. Give me, if Trey. you give me a couple top 10 prospects, I will trade you Cedric. Not, not fine with moving Trey. So let's, let's ask. We've asked everybody who they want. Let's ask everyone the uncomfortable question that we all kind of have to be a, a little realistic with and understand has to happen if you're going to get someone. We'll start with you, Zach. Who are you okay giving up? Nobody. I love my squad. <laughs> but all right, wait, 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 wait. What if what if you're acquiring uh, Jose Ramirez? I seriously love Joey Wendell. I would hate to give him up. I would hate Joey. That. I think Joey Wendell or Brandon Lau plus a Shane Baez or a Shane McClendon. I don't even know how to say his last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or both of them combined probably gets the conversation started. And he's also That's on a, a team lot, friendly. Dude. He's also on like on a team friendly deal, so it definitely fits into the Tampa Bay system. Yeah, I, I don't think you don't trade Kiermaier. I don't think you trade Meadows. Um, I mean, you could make a case maybe Zanino because we got the guy from the Padres last year. Yeah. Um, he was an all-star this year. Um, I, I think he has one year left, so you lease him out to them before he hits free agency. But I, I, I don't want to give up anybody on this team. I think this team's really good, and with Nelson Cruz, we're – much better we have a dh now we have a three hitter we have a guy who's gonna hit 30 home runs 100 rbis never seen it before as a fan let's keep everybody together let's get a starting pitcher let's win the world series yeah but you say get a starting pitcher but you also say keep everyone together what you gonna do (laughs) you gotta give up someone to get a starting pitcher um we're deep we're deep in prospects we have a lot of prospects. So, so, so somebody essentially that, that we've never heard of because the Rays number 15 prospect is better than any other team's number one prospect. Now you're talking. Okay. Now you're okay. Talking. Kyle, do you have a hand up before? Yeah, no, I was just waiting for you to ask me who I would give up. Oh, I, as a Yankee fan. Oh, God. I, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Am I, am I ready for it? Let's That's hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So you said, you said Catal Marte uh, and Joey Gallo are guys you want. Barrios is a guy that you want. Uh, and, and any three of those, who are you okay with giving up? Yeah, so any um, any guy in the 26-man roster besides Garrett Cole can go um, this year. 
like as of right now, any guy on the 26 man roster. Um, I'll keep Jason Dominguez and Garrett Cole, anyone else you can have. Like it's, it's gotten to be that bad. And um, honestly, if we were sellers at the trade deadline, I wouldn't be too mad about it because our division is up and down. And it seems like in our division, you know, you don't have to have, um, you know, the household names, you know, you can go get, you can go have a season where you're trading everything away and be, you know, the best team in the division the next year, you know, the Red Sox who expected the Red Sox to be um, this good after giving away Mookie Betts and who expected the Rays to be, you know, this good again, after giving away their two best starters last year. Right. So, I mean, the best thing that the Yankees can do right now, I'd say is if you're not going to go out and be aggressive and get two or three all-stars, then, you know, send everybody, give them away. They're on the verge of being 10 games out right now if they lose tonight. Well, they're the, down. Division, the division to me is is not even a possibility. No, um, yeah, it's not. It, I mean, percentage-wise, like, yes, there's a chance, but, you know, you, you can still go after this wild-card spot and try to face Tampa in that first round. Like, I, I believe the Yankees, at the bottom of my heart, I believe that the Yankees, you know, with a full roster, are, are better than the Seattle Mariners and are better than the Oakland A's. Um but, you know, even with a wild card spot this year, the, the same teams that are going to be in the playoff this year, are the same teams that have beaten us for four or five years in a row now. So, I mean, what's going to what's going to change this year? You've also got to like your chances in a wild card game against anyone when you can pitch Garrett Cole in a one game playoff. So, I mean, if you think that that wild card spot is a possibility, you're confident in your ace to win the wild card game, uh, then you go for it. What's your number that like if you're this many games out at the deadline you sell of the of the wild card? Not that because you said you don't think the division's a possibility. What's what's your number games back? Because you're four and a half right now. What's my number? What of of like games back of the wild card at the All Star game or not at the at the at the deadline? How many games back at the deadline do you have to be to be sellers? I'd say the over under is probably six and a half. Okay. Six and like, like the Yankees are totally capable of being on a hot streak and they face a lot of those teams. Like they face, mm-hmm. they have a bunch of games with Tampa left. They have a bunch of games. Um, I, I believe, no, we already faced Seattle, but um, you know, there, there's definitely a possibility that the Oakland A's or the Seattle Mariners can get cold, especially, um, you know, playing in the division that they're in. They're in a really good division and every team in that division is capable of beating each other from, from Houston to, to the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Trevor and, and then the angels and the angels are just like, you know, they can win games with a full roster. Yeah. The, the angels actually have been better without Mike Trout than they were with Mike Trout this year. Uh, but Trevor, we'll go to you with the Yankees. Who are you willing to give up for the guys that you mentioned? For Barrios, I feel like you'd have to give up. Davey would probably be the number one guy. Um, although Clark Schmidt could also be a guy you could see go. Um, I don't know which two I would rather give up out of those two. Um, for someone like Story, it'd probably have to be uh, Anthony Volpe. First-round pick from a couple years ago was actually teammates with Jack Leiter in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, there was number th- – he was – I think Volpe is the number 12 overall prospect. There's um, – the number 13 overall prospect as well. I don't remember his name, but those are – What'd you say? That's Waldo. He's an infielder. Yeah. So, guys, going to have to be, like, two infielders for story and probably mm-hmm. 
another bigger name in the system. I've heard that you guys are just not willing to give up Volpe and like any deal is what I've been reading. Is that you well, guys? I mean, yeah, I don't blame him. Like, him yeah, like he's a first round pick. Like you normally wouldn't see a first round pick just dished away before he makes the big leagues. Here's what I think as far as the Yankees go. There's not enough prospect depth or like not enough ceilings, like really high ceilings in that organization to not ship out anybody not named Jason Dominguez. Like he's the only guy who's not, or he's the only guy who's like MVP potential in their system that like, you know, we, we would consider a top prospect. Like other than that, you have, you have Davey Garcia, you have Clark Schmidt who uh, neither of them are going to be an ace. If we're being honest, I don't see either of them being an ace. No. So if somebody asks for him, and you're going to put together a World Series championship team, like the Cubs don't regret giving up Glaber Torres whatsoever. Nope. Like it, it got it gets you a World Series at the end of the day. Um, so I think as far as Volpe goes, if somebody asks for him and it's it's for Trevor Story, who is a, a bona fide superstar, uh, I, I I somebody sent in the group chat a, a mock trade uh, that maybe the Rockies had been asking for Volpe. Uh, Clint Frazier and one other guy. What did you guys think of that trade? Would you have jumped on that if that's that's a real offer? To be honest with you, like I don't think you have to give away Volpe for Story. To be honest, like I don't think Story's market like asking price is going to be that great. I really don't. I mean, at the end of the day, what other teams are really going to make a run for Story like the that's, Yankees would? That's another thing. I, I can't. White Sox. I, why? Yeah, why? They don't have a second baseman. Oh, okay. I guess you could put him as who who goes to second, TA or story? Story. Definitely story. I don't I don't know if I, I really see much of a, a market there for story besides the Yankees. I haven't seen any other teams linked. I mean, I there's the White Sox, but like I other than that, I don't know who he would go to. So yeah, maybe the price is lower because you're not bidding against anyone. Brad, That's- is Madrigal hurt? Yeah, he's done for the year. Yeah. That's my guy right there. Uh, <laughs> Little short second baseman. Last guy <laughs> here about, about what we're giving up, Brandon. And, and any deal for, for, say, a starting pitcher, you're going to get Max Scherzer. Who are you giving up? That's cool. the only deal where you could possibly throw in a keeper Ruiz. But other than that, the Dodgers and Friedman always figure out how to not get rid of their top prospects. Yeah, look at what, So look it doesn't at matter because they're so deep. Machado. You guys, what was that? You guys absolutely destroyed us for Manny Machado. For The, for half- the worst yeah. deal that we made in terms of giving up a prospect was giving up Jordan. You know, that's about it. Tyler, you know who we got for, for Manny Machado from the Dodgers? It was that pitcher, right? Uh, what's his name? Hey, Kramer. <laughs> oh man. Is that yeah, it? Dean Kramer. And uh, you use Neil Diaz. It was Mike Bauman, that deal too, Brad. Uh, Bauman was not in that. I think we drafted oh, Bauman actually. There was, there was another. We had that uh, Balacia Valencia dude. Oh, we DFA'd like two weeks later. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got fleeced on that one. So you guys do always figure out a way. Um, Dustin yeah. May was the original. Yes, uh, we, part we of that deal. Supposed to get Dustin May for Manny Machado. That deal was like nearly agreed to. Ah, that sucks. If that orange <laughs> would have looked really good in Orioles orange. He would have. Especially yeah. with the uh, ginger hair, you would look great. Yeah. So let's say it's not a Scherzer deal. Who who would you be cool giving up? It it doesn't matter. Gotcha. Just not Kieber and and any other deal, basically. I, I don't think the Dodgers always figure out a way not to get rid of their top ten. Mm-hmm. 
unless right. it's really worth it. And even when they do that, quick they, they figure it out. I ask you guys a quick question. It has to do with the trade deadline. Why would the Rangers even think about trying to extend Joey Gallo? Like, why is that an option for them? Is it the franchise? I guess. That would be the only. That would be the only. Thing I would say because you feel like Jack Leiter can be in the big leagues in the next two years, and that you yeah, feel they, like that, you feel like that completely changes the direction of your franchise. And they also aren't like a typical small market team. Like they have money if they want to spend it. So you you think that he's going to make a huge impact? Uh, they, they have a, a couple a couple prospects. Uh, Josh Young is still with them, right, Brad? Yep, Josh Young. Yep. So they've they've got a couple prospects there who could who are, are going to be ready soon. I, I guess the only way you extend Joey Gallo is if you really feel like Jack Leiter is going to change the course of your franchise, which I think he could. I think he's a Nolan Ryan type figure there. So that that division that division is filled with prospects though, and I just think the Rangers are left behind. Like. There's a lot of those teams right there are playing a lot of their young guys. Like they're 24 games back in a division that, you know, is filled with teams that are going to be good for the next like five to eight years. The Mariners, for example. And Houston's even got some really good prospects. Yep. If the uh, the Angels ever decide to call Joe Adele back up, even though he's been tearing it up in AAA. One of the Angels, you know, 40 pitchers that they got in the draft will end up being an ace, right? Just right. One of them got an ace on a losing right? team. Just out of out of pure like odds, out of probability, one's got to hit. Yeah, I guess that's what the thought process was there. You, you select all the pitchers that you can. Yeah. One's got to be good. And then extend him after his first good season, and he gets stuck there on a losing franchise for the rest of his career. Yeah, well, you well, I don't know what they're gonna do because they either have to pay Shohei a ridiculous amount of money or let him walk, and like. It's going to be another $400 million contract. Can you take on a billion dollars in contracts between two players? To finish in third place. Like, and then what do you do? Then where is your, where's your budget flexibility after that to make other moves? Like, does, What's it, a return for Shohei look like? Right. Is Shohei a trade target in a couple of years? When is he a, a free, when is he a free, free agent? Two years. Know what I you think. would trade for Shohei. Who's getting, just right. wait till he walks. Yeah. <laughs> like, what would you give up for like, you're basically giving up a, uh, getting an ACE and a number three battle right. in the and, lineup? And Who do you give up for that? How can you <laughs> value him on the free agent market? Like, do you pay him as a $200 million pitcher and as a $330 million bat and give him a half a billion dollars? Is he That's the first luck. half a billion dollar player? Good luck. If he does it for another year or two, I think there's definitely a case. Because it- he can, if he can stay healthy for the next two years, we could. Yeah. If there's any player to get 500 million, like it's him. Like nobody yeah. thought he was gonna be like when they signed him. They like everybody knew like he was a cool two way guy. Like nobody thought he was gonna be this. And like and this- he has- on both sides of the ball. Yeah, like it's nuts. Wow. If he has any like sort of setback, like a or no, not any sort, but I'd say like a major arm issue, then like you can see him going to like either an outfielder or a DH, and then his contract will cut in half. But yeah, if he can stay healthy as you know, even a you know, a little bit above average pitcher and an elite hitter with power, like he could be the first 500 million dollar man. I wouldn't doubt it. And it's crazy. He also go ahead, Brad. 
he also like only considered West Coast teams though. Teams mm-hmm. though. So does that lock out the rest of the market and he's only on the West Coast guys for the rest of his career? Oh, maybe he's he's been. I see Brandon lifting the glasses over there, getting excited. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe now that he's been to other places, he he likes other places better. And my yeah. maybe he just hadn't been anywhere in the United States besides the West Coast. I don't know. He just wanted to be out there. But but and it it also is like closer if he wanted to go home to Japan on the West Coast than on the East Coast. So maybe that was a factor there. Uh, but 40,000 New York fans showed up to watch him and, you know, we're cheering for him to hit a home run. So maybe nobody wants to play in New York. In New York. <laughs> nobody wants to go there. Come on. Even if he gave up pitching, he's still a $300 million hitter. Like easy. He had 30 something home runs before the all-star break. Like he'd give up pitching and still get $300 million. So I'm, I'm super excited. To, I, I don't even, if he hits the open market, they might just, You've seen they're willing to throw four hundred million at a guy before. Maybe contract. Maybe they don't even let him hit, hit the market, and we never get to see a, a free agent show. Hey, which would be disappointing to me. Oh, Mike Trout. That was disappointing not to see him go on the free agent market. I know, but I can't imagine he was getting more than what do you get four hundred and thirty million or something for close to it. Yeah, four four twenty five or something like that. So I, I just don't know if they have it in their budget to even possibly extend him and field a competitive team. Still, at that point, you're choosing: do we have two franchise players or do we have a legitimate competitive franchise? Which Mike Trout doesn't seem to care too much about if he's willing to stay there for another thirteen years. Obviously not. He could, he could retire today and he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Shohei yeah. goes on the free agent market 2024 i feel like the whole point of playing the game is to win a championship not just to make yourself a hall of famer but i'm not no, yeah i'm never gonna see a pitch in the major league so who am i to even say that? oh no ask anthony rendon he's scared of hollywood even though it's apparently in the same city to angel fans yeah well you guys have 18 different cities in your team name or not you guys the angels the angels los angeles angels of anaheim you know how cl- I'll tell you how close it is. It's not close. It's in a whole different county. It's a good hour and a half drive. It, the the California, LA. Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim, California. Yeah. yeah of block, the world. To block, in L- block to block in LA is about an hour and a half drive, isn't it? It's about, <laughs> yeah. Just walking up to Dodger Stadium is about a half hour walk. So it's probably hill. down the street. It's just an hour and a half drive. No, it really is an hour and a half drive. It's not close. <laughs> At all. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll let you know how far it is. All right. We are, we are coming up on just over an hour here. So I think we should wrap it up now. I am actually a zoom. Let us go way longer than we were supposed to zoom actually told me that, that they, they extended our time. They, they, I got a pop-up saying, here's a, here's a gift for you. We got rid of your 40 minute time limit. So thank you, zoom. Thank you for that. Uh, anybody got any closing remarks they want to leave uh, here uh, before the deadline? Did you All guys right. talk about the Mets? We, we didn't talk about the Mets. Jimmy never joined, but but we are well over an hour now. And if anybody wants to hear me talk for an hour, God bless them. What is that, the map? Yeah, it's an hour drive, 40 miles. All right, well, well poor Jimmy Miller here, but uh, I think we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, if, if you haven't gotten it, actually, you know what? Real quick, before we go, everybody, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, context aside, just the new name and the logos on a scale of one to ten, rate the Cleveland Guardians. Zach, start us off. Three. Three. Brandon. Ten. 
10. Kyle? 9. Trevor? Uh, 1. <laughs> Brad? 6. 6? Okay, I, I'm going to go with like a, a 8. I think it was like an 8. I think it was a, a pretty – you take away all the context. They're just a new team moving to – you're putting a new, a new team in Cleveland, and they're called the Cleveland Guardians, and those are the logos they come up with. I like it. If you want to hear uh, a more in-depth analysis on my thoughts of the Cleveland Guardians, head over to CapitalSportsMN.com. Check that out. Still right up on the homepage. Jimmy Miller, on a scale of <laughs> 1 to 10, rate the Cleveland Guardians logos. Jimmy Miller's having a hard time here. Uh, yeah, we're, we're all good now. Is this kid serious? On a, on a scale of 1 to 10, Jim, rate the, the Cleveland Guardians logos. <laughs> this guy. Awesome. This guy's a Mets fan. All right. Well, well, uh, Josh Donaldson and Chris Bryant are the Mets trade targets here. And uh, that's. Uh, (laughs) It's like a throwback. I think it's 6.5. What was that, Jim? (laughs) What kind of tape play does this kid have? I'd rather go after Bryant personally. Okay. You're you're in on KB there? I think KB. My my connection is just terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I at this point, I'd, I'd rather see them target. One sec, like, I gotta reconnect. Get this man some Wi-Fi. He's got the n- 1993 Wi-Fi over there. He's got oh. the McDonald's Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> got that SBC Wi-Fi. Yeah, right. yeah. Word, word. Yo, this dude's, yeah, this dude's got B third Wi-Fi right now. Oh, man. Dude must be posted up in Hunter busted <laughs> up in hunter bro he's at the pond right now <laughs> I, I i don't i don't think we're even gonna let him back in here i think we're just gonna wrap it up here that is all for the 20th episode of call to the bullpen a big 2-0 uh bradley congratulations we made it to 20 make sure you check, make sure you check out trevor and kyle on start spreading the news Brandon, I'm going to plug your uh, your Dodgers blog real quick. Uh, he's got a blog, Four Keys for the Dodgers to Make the Playoffs, or to, to repeat as World Series champions. Kyle's got uh, five five keys for the Yankees. Yeah, five. Uh, it, if I could write it over, it'd be about 20, but five, five as of last week. <laughs> so you can see those in my Cleveland Guardians blog at capitalsportsmn.com. Check us out on social media at Capital Sports MN, at the David Payne, at Brad Zampar. Anybody else? Go ahead. Plug your plug your ads right now. I don't even know mine. Me neither. Matt, at Kyle Milligan. At Kyle Milligan 3. But definitely go check out Start Spending the News if you like to be sad or if you're not a Yankee fan, if you like to make fun of the Yanks. It's a great podcast for you. Brandon and I sat here laughing at the Yankees debates uh, all podcast, so I'm sure you guys would have a good time with uh, 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour of just Trevor and Kyle. Uh, we will see you back next week with episode 21. What's going on, everybody? This is Kyle Milligan, founder of CSMN. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Capital Sports MN and find all of our content on our website at capitalsportsmn.com. Peace out, everyone. God bless.